Welcome to Ask the Advocate, where mental health advocates share their journey to advocacy and what it has meant for their lives. Ask the Advocate is a Mothers on the Frontline production. Today we will hear from Tawana Bailey, the founder and CEO of Hyped for You. She is a mentor and advocate for mental health and other disabilities. This interview was recorded at the 2017 National Federation of Families for Children's Mental Health Conference in Orlando, Florida. During this particular recording, you can hear music and noise in the background from another event in the hotel. Please don't let these noises distract you from Tawana's story. you care to, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, yes, hi, my name is Tawana Bailey. I am the CEO and founder of Hype For You Mentoring. Uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization located in Tucker, Georgia. Well, thank you, Tawana for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself before or outside of mothering? What are your passions? What are your interests? What are your favorite things to do? Um, some of my interests uh, um, is working with kids. Um, I love kids. I work with kids in many different capacities. I've done Girl Scout troop leader, worked on a PTA board, I'm volunteering in a kid's school, team mom for my kids. Um, so, and help raise some other family members and other kids. So, I love working with kids. That's one of my biggest passions that I have. And I love advocating for kids. So, what do you, but in your personal time, aside, outside of advocating and working with kids, what do you like to do? What's your, what's your, in my personal time, um, I like to shop. <laughs> I like to shop. I like to talk and just have a good time. Um, just kind of relax because I do a lot of stuff. So I just kind of like to relax and spend time with my family. That's one of my biggest things that I love to do. So Tawana, pretend you're talking to, conjure some things online. Pretend you're talking to like, um, what do you want them to know? And so you can fill in this blank with anyone. You want to understand your experience as a parent of a child with a mental health diagnosis. And that could be, for example, doctors, teachers, elected officials, or the public in general. What would you like them to know about your experience? Um, my experience of being a mother with a child diagnosed with mental illness has not been a good experience. Um, and I say that because in the beginning, it was very hard for me to find help. Uh, my son was really young when he was first diagnosed. So facilities turned us down for admitting him because they said that he was too young to be admitted. Um, if I called the cops, they said that if he wasn't acting out, that there's nothing they really could do for him And when it came out. And also, they also said that he was too young for them to really do anything. And then when you go to the school for help, the school didn't have any answers for me as to how they could help me. So the only thing they were doing was continuously suspending him, uh, which eventually caused me to stop working and to have to stay at home. So I've been a stay-at-home mother since 2007, thanks to this. Oh, wow. What, what's that been like for you? In the beginning, well, even now, I would say it's been kind of uh, life-altering, especially um, for me, because I had a lot of plans and goals that I wanted to achieve. Um, I'm used to working. I worked since I was 15 years old, but with getting the constant phone calls from the school system, um, it was really hard for me to go out and work. And now I'm not getting phone calls like I used to, but I've put my kids in extracurricular activities, which I think has played a big major role with their behavior changes now. And so if I go get a job, they may not be able to continue with those extracurricular activities. So I think that's a little bit more important to help keep them stable. So that's where so I'm at. you said now. something that makes me want to know more about you. What were those plans? What, what did you want to be before 
you became your your child's advocate? Well, I, I had plans to go to school, which I did return to school for a moment, um, but it was really hard being a mother and uh, uh, four kids and a wife and everything and starting out the nonprofit. So I took a break from school, uh, but I am planning on returning next year. Um, What'd you study? Um, I decided to go to school for psychology. Psychology. Originally, I wanted to go uh, to be an attorney, but I ended up changing my mind once my kids were diagnosed. Um, I started educating myself on mental health and everything, and it became so fascinating with me, and I was intrigued by everything that I was reading about it. So I decided to go to school because I realized that mental health is something that would never go away. If you have a diagnosis of a, of a mental health illness, it's never going to go away. So therefore, I wanted to help my son and my other family members that, that are diagnosed for a lifetime. So what has been difficult in the past when trying to get help for your child? Um, insurance. If you don't have proper insurance, that's that's a difficult thing to go through because there are certain medications that they wanted to prescribe for my son, but because we didn't have proper insurance, they couldn't prescribe for him or a certain kind of um, help out there, different therapies and different things um, that are available um, were not attainable for us without having the proper insurance or the money to pay for it. So that has been very difficult. Yeah, that's a that's a common experience. What what has worked well? Something that has worked well, um, I would say, is because of me. The help that we did receive, uh, we did go to counseling and we did um, attend a wraparound services while we was in counseling. And for those that are not familiar with wraparound services, that is a service that where we went to counseling and also they came into our home and they also went to the kids' school to help out. And so. With those services there, um, some were quality, some wasn't, but I wanted to make sure that my kids was receiving quality help, so I kind of stayed on the agencies to make sure they were doing their part and to help. And so I made sure I asked lots of questions, and I took everything that I learned by asking those questions, and I implemented it into my 501c3 nonprofit. Can you give us an example? That's a lot of knowledge. Um, for instance, uh, some of the strategies that they taught for um, coping skills and different things like that. So um, I implemented a lot of those things that I learned that have helped with my family into the nonprofit that we serve the kids and the families that we serve. Um, we're giving them those strategies for them to use. Some of the things that we use in school, the cool down uh, methods or the... Um, the hand signal methods and different things like that. So IEP advocating, um, I never had anyone to advocate for me in an IEP meeting. I trained myself on how to advocate in an IEP meeting uh, for my kids, and you know they have been very successful. So as part of the nonprofit sector, one of the things that we do is that we advocate for other kids and other families in IEP meetings. So we get phone calls, and we will go to those meetings and help advocate for those parents that don't know the system very well. Tomorrow, would you like to tell us more about your nonprofit? Um, yes. So, Hype for You Mentoring is an acronym, and it stands for Helping Young People Evolve, Determined for Understanding. Uh, dealing with my family, I realized that the young kids were misunderstood, that they weren't bad at all. They were just misunderstood. And so, as a parent, I had to readapt my ways of how I disciplined my child and how I dealt with certain issues with my child. And once I did that, we became best of friends. Um, I'm proud to say now that my son is no longer on medication. None of my kids, I have three kids that have a diagnosis, and none of them are on medication. Um, and they're thriving very well in school. They're student athletes as well as scholars in, in the school system. So, I'm very proud to say 
you know, that they have that going on despite the stigma that lies around mental health. Um, so with the nonprofit, everything that I've done for my kids, we do a peer to what I call peer to peer. So it's things that we've went through or things that we've learned and then we implement it and we help those other family members. So we do a lot of different things within the community. Um, we have meetings, we do um, different events, hosting different events. We do an annual back to school drive, an annual Christmas drive, mother and daughter tea party, um, father and son events. Um, we host meetings and ask the kids topics that they would like to discuss and talk about. Um, we invite the parents to those meetings. It's a non-judgmental meeting where the parents can't come and interfere with what the kids have to say. They just come to listen because a lot of parents are not aware of some of the things that their kids would like to talk about because they, um, are afraid to talk to their parents because they're afraid that they're going to get yelled at or, or things like that. So we host meetings like that. Um, what our goal is, is that we want to bring uh, some kind of relationship between the kids and the school staff members, um, because a lot of the staff members, they just think these kids are acting out and that you know, they're just deliberately being bad. And that's not the case um, for a lot of the kids there. Um, so we want to teach the, the staff members in the school system on how to deal with these kids and, and how they can make a turnaround difference in their lives. And then we want to build the relationship between the parents and the child, because when you're going through a crisis or things like that, a lot of times the parents get lost. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn for help and they cause a bigger issue. And, um, and so that parent and that child loses that that bonding and that connection with each other. So we want to make sure that we keep them bonded with each other. And then we also want to bring the families and the communities together. A lot of people in the community are afraid of people with mental health or they think negative things about people with mental health. And we want the world to know that just because a person has mental health issues doesn't mean that they can't be successful as the next person that, is, that doesn't have a diagnosis. Um, so we want the community to be aware of these kids that we have in a program or that are in the world or, or even adults that are in the world with mental health and let them know that they are human and they are capable of doing anything as well, just like everyone else. Um, we don't believe in using mental illness as a crutch, which is one of our models. Mental illness is not a crutch and your disability is your ability. So we believe that mental illness is not a crutch because you have mental illness doesn't mean that you can't do something. And then we tell the kids that your disability is your ability. So we when we tell them that, we tell them to look at their strength and not focus on their negativity, but focus on your strength. What is something that you're good at? And we take that ability, that that what they're good at and that strength, and we turn it into their ability so that they can do something positive in the world. Okay. Wonderful. So, I mean, this is quite a journey, right? Yes. With you and your child, and now you're nonprofit. Um, if you had to do your own self-assessment, not a self-assessment of your child, but a self-assessment of you, right now, would you say you are swimming, you're drowning, or you're treading water? Um, I would say I'm treading the waters because I've went through it all with my kids. And like I said, I went through it where I felt that I was alone. There are a lot of organizations out here that deals with mental health. But at the time frame, I had no knowledge of so many of these organizations. I didn't find out until I officially started the nonprofit that I have to find out about these organizations that are out there. Um, So there is a lot of help out there uh, for mental health. And um, 
So I would say I'm treading the waters because we're we're beating the odds and my kids are beating the odds Mm -hmm. and the stigma that is placed against them for having a mental illness disorder. And so I'm very proud to see that the kids in our program are doing a lot better inside of the school system. They're coming out of those shells and they're wanting to talk about it. They're understanding what they're going through. And that is something that as the kids get older, we want them to understand their diagnosis and understand how they can help themselves with their diagnosis because your parents are not going to always be around to help advocate for you. So we need for them to understand how to advocate for themselves and to advocate for what they feel is right for them that's going to be beneficial with them in their lives. You speak a lot about advocating for the kids. How do you advocate for yourself? You know, I I really don't think I think about myself as much. Um, I'm always thinking about someone else, but that's pretty much been the nature of my life even before the nonprofit started. Um, I'm always thinking about other people and ways I, that I can help other people, or if I can't do it, what kind of resources can I find out to help another person? But as I've taken this journey, I have learned that self-care is very important. So there are times when I feel that I'm getting burned out. I will step away for a moment to regroup myself and to just recuperate for a moment. Um, so that I can get my train of thought together and and not burn myself out. So I will just take a moment and just kind of step back, even if that just means that I'm not going to work on anything dealing with the nonprofit or anything like that, maybe for a few days or maybe a week or so, where I'm just taking that downtime to just enjoy life and enjoy my family. Do you have a self-care routine or a a survival technique that you'd like to share Um, with us? I'm getting into meditating now. It's not professionally uh, meditation that I'm doing, but I'm just taking time to where I talk to God. I'm very spiritual, so I do believe in, in Jesus Christ. And um, so I pray a lot and I ask God to guide my steps and order my directions um, with what I'm doing because I, it's for a good cause. And I want to make sure that I'm giving out quality help to the people when I'm trying to help them. Um And then some of the other things that I do is the meditation part is just kind of just focus on me and focus on what I need for my health and my strength to continue. Because if I'm no good, then I'm not not able to help any other people if I'm no good. So I need to make sure that I keep my health up as much much as possible. So sometimes I'll focus. I'm not very good at eating healthy, but a lot of times I'll focus on trying to eat healthy or just doing some things that I like, even if it just means just going out to eat, going to movies or, you know, something just spending time with a friend or spending time with my husband. So I try to do things that I like for myself. So in this journey, what would you say is your most laughable moment? The moment where you just have to sit back and go, (laughs) yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, that's real funny Um, because it's a laughable moment to me now, but it wasn't at the time. But I remember years and years ago, I always wanted to start a nonprofit. And I had people tell me that I couldn't do it because I didn't have any money and because I was unemployed. Well, I'm here to say that I'm still unemployed and I've started a nonprofit and we're doing very successful for two years now. Um, Well, January will make two years officially for us. Um, But we've been doing this service for a very long time unofficially. Um, So since 2007 and maybe possibly even before that. um, But it actually, I would say the passion came in 2007. And so I'm proud of the strides and the steps that we have made. And so now I can sit back and I can laugh at those people that didn't think that I was going to make it because we are making it. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you so much for taking the time. This is a busy, busy weekend, and you know, sharing with us your experience and telling us about your nonprofit, and for us, that is, you are inspirational. Well, so, thank you, thank you. 
So um, if I could just real quick um, tell people to follow us at Hyped For You Mentoring. That's H-Y-P as in Paul, E-D as in David, the number four letter U mentoring on Facebook. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We don't do much tweeting on Twitter, but we're also on Twitter. So if you can go like our pages, stay updated on what we have going on in Georgia. Um, we're also in 211 database. So we get referrals for all over Georgia. And if you're able to come to any events that we have, um, you're welcome to come. So, so we don't discriminate if you're in a certain area. Uh, we welcome anyone that's able to make anything that we have, that's able to attend anything that we have. So follow us. Um, our website is www.hypedforyoumentoring.com. We also have a .org website, but it's under construction right now. And that website is www.hypedforyoumentoring.org. Um, and if you need help with anything or want any kind of advice or anything like that, feel free to contact us at 470-429-1217. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to Ask the Advocate, copyrighted in 2018 by Mothers on the Frontline. Today's podcast host was Dan Bensonsmith. The music is O, written, performed, and recorded by Flame Emoji. For more podcasts in this and other series relating to children's mental health, go to Mothers on the Frontline or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Android, Google Play, or Stitcher.